in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hello. All right. Maybe we need to get a new theme song in 2023. What do you think, huh? Um, all right. Everything's good. Uh, as we wind down 2022, a lot of people are off. Good for them. Good for them indeed. Um, the great one, Mark Levin, I tuned in last night, was very disappointed. Although his substitute, whoever it was, did a very good job. Um, the great one. It's such a privilege that he's on this uh, this air with all of us. And I wanted his take on, well, I'll have to give you mine. It was Laugh Out Loud Funny, the January 6th committee. I'm actually, and they're still feasting on it right now. Oh, oh House Committee Dems meeting to discuss Trump's tax returns. You think they might have it in for Donald Trump? You think they might be a bit irrational about all this? You think it might be extreme the more they come after him? And I think he's right. The stronger he gets. Now, uh, he may be strong, but it looks like they're ready to rip the country apart. They will, they will commit arson rather than see him as the president again. We'll have to see how this all plays out. I do believe that good triumphs over evil. But right now, evil is on the rise. My goodness gracious. And evil, thou name is the FBI. Thy name, how do you say that? Anyway, the FBI, totally, totally, totally corrupted. I was one of those kids. I thought about being an FBI agent. I was, uh, what was that, today's FBI and all that stuff? And they were the good guys, right? Nope, nope, uh, not anymore. Uh, The myth of the FBI, though, really started by... J. Edgar Hoover, it took hold. To this day, people just say, you can't, Greg, I heard what you said about the FBI. I am very, what are you talking about? What, just because FBI agents are running around saying what good people they are? No, they're people, ordinary people. And this organization, that organization is so tainted. And one of the reasons why, it's because they've got such big heads, such high opinions of themselves. So self-righteous. Now listen to this. This is FBI Director Ray and a bunch of other guys talking about how great. Hey, it's one thing to have pride in your organization. Hey, we do a good job. We try every day, you know. And But to talk like this, cut 18. There is no finer institution than the FBI and no finer people than the men and women who work there and are its very beating heart. The FBI is composed of some of the finest people we will ever know, right? The reality is, is they protect us, they defend us, we go to sleep better at night because of what they do in our interests. The FBI is the best in the world, and I have great confidence that they will do good work. Unequivocally, the finest investigative team that exists on the planet is our FBI, without question. The FBI that I see is people, decent people, committed to the highest principles of integrity and professionalism and respect. Problem is, in actuality, they stink. And it's like any other bureaucracy, out to serve and protect not the American people, but the bureaucracy. You hear that arrogance? You see how they think they're better than we are? And they've got a great big headquarters right there on Pennsylvania Avenue. It's damn near the size. of It's bigger than the White House, almost as big as the Capitol. They think they're more, these unelected people. Somehow we work for them. They don't work for us. 
the little farce they've been playing at Twitter and elsewhere. And this game, quite frankly, invented by J. Edgar Hoover, they're still doing it. You know, J. Edgar Hoover drops by your office and says, I just want you to know that uh, we've been hearing things about you. And uh, uh, just so you know, the Bureau will be working uh, night and day to make sure that nobody else finds out about these matters. That's it, pulling a J. Edgar Hoover. That's actually what they did with Trump. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. President-elect, we have this uh, this dossier. Of course, we don't believe it. However, the allegations in it uh, we thought you should be aware of. We'll do everything in our power to keep this quiet. Ten minutes later, it's on the interweb. So and they played this game. Uh, I learned yesterday, actually, because this is a very – it's complicated. It's like, you know Watergate, when they talk about Watergate – you go back and watch the footage uh, or, or pick up a book about Watergate. I mean, it's so complicated. Three pages in, you won't know what the hell is going on. Who the hell is Jeb Magruder? What did he do again? What? <laughs> Just all these names and characters and what's going on. Uh, the, 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 it's so – the Reader's Digest version of Watergate is um, – all right, what is it again? Oh, yeah. Um uh, all right. The committee to reelect the president is a private entity. It's like the campaign. OK, it's like a campaign. It's not part of government. And Nixon, obviously, like any president, really wanted to get reelected. Um, and there were some some Looney Tunes at the committee to reelect the president who said, we're going to do whatever it takes to get this guy uh, reelected, including G. Gordon Liddy. Didn't he die recently, by the way? Great radio man. And he had a lot of talent, but uh, sanity was not one of his talents, at least in the early 1970s. He comes up with this crazy plan. We are going to uh, you know, blackmail people. We're going to burglarize. We're going to do all this crazy stuff. And uh, nobody really said no. <laughs> nobody said no. They should have said no. And he thinks because they didn't say no, he got a green light, and he goes out there and raises hell, burglarizing psychiatrist's office to find out stuff just over the top. And, oh, by the way, useless, okay? So uh, they they burglarize the Watergate where the Democrat National Committee is headquartered. And uh, they get nothing. They're actually – they went to inspect – the wiretap that they had installed the week before. This is totally useless stuff. They don't get any usable intelligence on Democrats. Now, most scholars agree Nixon had no idea about this stuff ahead of time. No idea. But afterwards, they get nervous and, uh, oh, boy, we got to make sure that this doesn't go anywhere. Um, turns out people at the White House were aware of the committee to reelect some of the more extreme and illegal things they were doing so Nixon tells Haldeman and Haldeman, they agree, we're going to have to call the Central Intelligence Agency and they'll call up the FBI, which is investigating this thing, and say, stay the hell out of it. This is a national security. This is all related to the Bay of Pigs. You guys should stay the hell out of it. And the FBI is like, nah, we won't be doing that. Now, I think we're going to keep investigating this because, you know, they were kind of committed to the rule of law and finding out what happened. And they knew politics when they saw it and. They weren't going to. They weren't buying that flimsy excuse. Now you don't have to call the FBI to tell them what to do, to tell them what corrupt acts to pull. They'll do it on their own. They will do it on their own. And I think it's all to get Trump. They are so – I hate to say it. I mean, 
And I know part of me is like, gosh, the FBI, do you have to be so tough on them? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, I do. We don't report to them. They're not better than us, no matter what Christopher Ray and his cronies say. They're not better than us. They're a bunch of bureaucrats. And actually, they're not as good as we are. They're not as good as we are. And here are some helpful names that you can throw around about the FBI, okay? FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, no. How about FBI, forever blowing it? Because just about every case they touch, they screw up. How about Friends of Biden Incorporated? That's an easy one because they're always covering up. I mean, hell, they try to keep this laptop that was turned over to them by that very brave laptop technician, John Paul Mac Isaac in Wilmington. His life has been totally ruined. You know what happened with that. He gets the laptop, um, fixes it. Hunter doesn't show up. Did Hunter ever pay him the 85 bucks he owes him? Three months goes by. It becomes the property of uh, John Paul Mac Isaac. And he's like, oh, this word Burisma, I keep hearing it in the news. I think I saw that on that laptop. Yep, there it is 10,000 times and all kinds of other weird stuff. So he turns it over to the FBI. I think you guys may want to see this. And the FBI, he never hears from them again. And he never hears anything about the laptop. So it's like, oh, right, if that's the way you guys want to play, I'm going to send it to Rudy Giuliani, the guy who works right down the hall. He'll be here in a little bit. And Rudy Giuliani completely legally, completely uh, constitutionally looks at that laptop and says, this raises serious concerns about a person who very well could be president of the United States, Joe Biden. It needs to be publicized, which it did. Can't believe how the media they hold their nose. Oh, he was looking for dirt on Joe Biden. Yes, so what? You guys do that every single day for Republicans. Why not? All right, opposition research, it's okay to do. It's legal, it's un- its understood, and there was a lot of dirt on these guys. Anyway, it's all on the laptop. New York Post publishes it, and then Twitter and everybody else, they just bury the story, ignore it. Twitter actually suspends the New York Post from their platform, which is unthinkable. The oldest newspaper in the country They turn off on the biggest story in the world just prior to the election. Now, why did that happen? Why did Twitter Twitter do that? Because Twitter, I mean, they're a bunch of woke lefties, of course, and they didn't like Trump. And they were actually being somewhat bothered by the FBI. The FBI was like, we know there's foreign operators on your website. And Twitter kept on telling them, uh, no, there aren't. No, there aren't. But they kept on saying it and saying it and saying it and repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. The FBI to Twitter. So finally, when the the laptop drops and they started warning them, there's going to be a laptop about Hunter Biden. Have you seen it yet? No. Have you seen it yet? No. It's from Russia. It's a fake. We haven't seen it yet. It's a Russian fake when it comes. Okay, okay, we hear you. And then, bam, sure enough, it comes. And Twitter's already been told it's a Russian fake. So they turn it off. Here's this guy. I have mixed feelings about him now. He's not entirely, like a lot of people, he's not entirely bad. He's not entirely good. His name is Yoel Roth. He was the moderator of um, of content on Twitter. FBI was emailing this guy almost every day. And they were complaining about this account, that account. Just ordinary people posting stuff. But now I understand. They were emailing and staying in touch about the little people waiting for the big drop to come, the Hunter Biden drop. And when that happened, 
well, because of all the kind of shaping of minds, Twitter would know what to do. Listen to what Yoel Roth, his reaction. This is the Twitter guy, the morning of the, um, the laptop drop, cut 19. We learn about DC leaks, and we learn about the intersection between APT-28, a unit of Russian military intelligence, a hacking group. And so the morning of the Hunter Biden story in the New York Post happens, and it was weird, right? We didn't know what to believe. We didn't know what was true. There was, there was smoke. And ultimately, for me, uh, it didn't reach a place where I was comfortable removing this content from Twitter. But it set off every single one of my finely tuned APT28 hack and leak campaign alarm right, bells. So it looked possibly probably. It, everything about it looked you like a hack. Not- APT28, what is that? All of his APT-28 alarm bells were set off. APT-28 is some group in Russia that hacks. This had nothing to do with APT-28. But the FBI was briefing this guy night and day about AP-28, about Russia, about Belarus, about China. Foreign influence, foreign influence, foreign influence. We're going to see more of it. We're going to see more of it. They weren't seeing more of it. They weren't. There was no evidence of that. The FBI ultimately had to admit, one of them, Elvis Chan, in a deposition taken by the attorney general in Missouri. I know it's convoluted. It's all over the place. All these scandals are. And that's kind of what they're banking on. They're banking on it being so complicated that the people can't keep up, can't understand it, and will just lose interest. And the media is helping along those lines, right? Because <laughs> they're not, they're not even, they're not remotely covering this. So this guy, Yoel Roth, uh, is primed to take the laptop off Twitter. And so is the national intelligence community establishment just poised to say, this is nonsense. Joe Biden right here is about to say something. I can't stand this guy. He's deceptive, but he's not wrong. This is during the debate with Donald Trump. And when he talks about the 50 people who are backing him up, who are saying that the laptop is a fake from Russia, there are those people saying it's a fake from Russia. Cut 20. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except of his and his good friend Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what. Is this that's exactly going? what. This is called. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia. I want to stay on the issue of race. He- on the issue of race. Let's not talk about that. Let's get back to the issue of race. Does it make sense? It's uh, it's kind of amazing. Hey, Title 42. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, for once, you did something that we agree with. Not bad. Not bad. Every now and then he comes through. But it might just be for a matter of hours. They rule that uh, you can't cancel Title 42, at least for the time being, until they can get their hands around it. Biden administration is committed to keeping this border wide open. They uh, they they want to see Title 42 go away. It's the only thing that's kind of keeping the country together right now. Uh, give me a moment, please. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago they appointed a special counsel to look into Donald Trump and the documents and January 6th, a special counsel. 
uh, special prosecutor. Uh, his name is Jack Smith, who hangs around The Hague and wears that purple robe. Um, I'm seeing on the news, it's breaking news. Jack Smith will be heading to America sometime in January. That's mighty big of them, big of them, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Jack. He's been conducting the investigation from the Netherlands. Uh, that's, uh, I'm not totally, entirely, a thousand percent convinced of a global conspiracy. Uh, but this doesn't help. This doesn't help. And this guy, it is silly, ridiculous, uh, purple, purple robe. Uh, January 6th. Hey, listen, on the, on the bright side, I started the day in an amazing way. The in-laws are over and it's both a little bit chaotic, but also great when the in-laws are around. They, they help us take care of the kids. It gives me a bit more time and space to think and, um, started the day the best possible way. Well, I know what you're thinking, but all right, those are good things too. But reading the Bible. And what I've been reading lately, the Proverbs, Proverbs, Proverbs in the Old Testament. The key to so much. It really is. I, they'll change your life and they will bring you closer to God. And you got to listen to the story that Sam, what's his name again? The, um, the HUD secretary. Oh gosh, who's that? Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. He was, um, he was basically a juvenile delinquent, you know, getting into knife fights in downtown Detroit as a kid. And he almost killed somebody. And he got so upset, ran home, locked himself in the bathroom, and it just occurred to him that he's going to uh, wind up in jail or dead if he continues like this. There was a Bible. He sat down, read the Proverbs for about two hours, and he never lost his temper again. That's a miracle, and it can happen to anybody. I'll be back shortly. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, just putting the finishing touches on a beautiful new tweet. Feast on that. You know, that guy is still in the Netherlands, and I just highlighted that. The guy who's investigating Trump for the documents Mar-a-Lago in January 6th, the globalist weirdo by the name of Jack Smith. you got to do something to make a name for yourself if your name is Jack Smith. It's not exactly memorable, all right? There's a lot of Jack Smiths out there. And he really wants to distinguish himself. He's a pretty young guy, and, you know, you've just been handed something. Investigate Trump. Investigate January 6th. You think he's going to be neutral? You think he's neutral right now? His wife is best friends with Barack Obama. His wife made movies about Michelle Obama. Very bad movies, by the way, becoming Michelle Obama. If you want to see something, if you, it's going to kind of discourage you, but if you ever wanted to see proof that... America is totally dysfunctional. Our culture is totally warped. You can watch this movie, Becoming Michelle. It's on Netflix, and you will see possibly the worst documentary ever made. Uh, Boring, uninformative, dishonest, terrible, terrible in every way. More than anything, it's boring. It's horrendously boring. Yet she gets $80 million for this project with Netflix, $80 million. She has nothing to say about anything other than she hates Trump and uh, she's really going to lose it if he comes back. That's the thing. That's kind of like this. Um, it's it's a threat. It's kind of a threat. If I don't get my way, I'm going to lose my mind. So we got to make sure that, uh, you know, we got to make sure that Michelle and others like her, that their feelings are OK, because otherwise they're really going to 
they're really going to act out. Sandra in New Jersey, welcome back. Welcome back to you. Um, You know, Greg, I wanted to say something about Robert De Niro. You know, I used to like him until he showed another side of him, uh, his disdain for Donald Trump in a most very vile way. So, okay, his house gets robbed. And no, I'm sorry about that. But, you know, Donald Trump, who speaks for, you know, safety and uh, law and order, maybe, I doubt it, but maybe Ronald, you know, Robert De Niro may uh, think twice about how he feels about Donald Trump. I mean, this could have been a lot worse. He was lucky. He was lucky. It could have been somebody else that went in there with a gun, and it could have been a deadly outcome. You don't know. It's that classic adage, you know, what is a liberal? uh, Wait, what is uh, a liberal is somebody who hasn't been mugged yet. A Republican is a liberal who got mugged, and maybe this will change it. He's pretty up there, though. He's in his late 70s, I'm sure. Oh, we lost her. Sandra, um, I haven't heard a dial tone in a million years. I have not heard a dial tone in a million years. Have you? Uh, remember you used to pick up the phone. There had to be a dial tone. What about a busy signal? Haven't heard any of those either. Yeah. This woman, uh, Shanice Alvarez, the suspect accused of breaking into Robert Nero's home on the Upper East Side faced a, I didn't know he lived on the Upper East Side. I thought he lived downtown on her way to central booking. A Viles denied breaking into De Niro's home, but police said they caught her red handed. Uh, police said a burglar broke into De Niro's townhouse while he and his family, including young children, were sleeping upstairs. Yikes. It happened, excuse me, just before 3 a.m. Police said patrol officers reporting uh, noticed a known repeat offender walking into the basement uh, door of De Niro's home. When she did not come out, they followed her in, according to sources Officers saw her picking up Christmas presents. Hey, this reminds me of the time my dad was on patrol on the Upper East Side, and uh, he saw somebody uh, breaking into oh, um, Aretha Franklin's house. <laughs> yeah, a lot of famous people live on the Upper East Side, and my dad was there, rang the doorbell, and and Aretha actually was there. They saw figure, everything was fine, but Aretha Franklin, uh, yeah, the house, they were worried that it was being robbed, and it wasn't robbed, and everything was fine, and... Ding dong. Hello, I'm Aretha Franklin. Uh, Mike in New Jersey, yes. Mike, no, the one in New Jersey. Hey, Greg, how are you? Good. Um, Right now on TikTok, the same old, same old. It's all, you know, left wing giving their opinions. What's sad is people believe this garbage. They had a woman on saying January 6th was a bloody massacre. All right, wait, 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 wait. What does that have to do with TikTok? January 6th, what 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 about TikTok? This is what's happening on TikTok, what they're saying on TikTok. Well, what do you mean? They're, sa- they're saying that everywhere about January 6th being a horrible thing. Well, you can't give your opinion. It's only the left's opinion. And when you give your right opinion, they throw you off like they you, threw me off. You want to be on TikTok? What are you, 13 years no. old? No, I just did it, Greg. Listen, chill out with the friggin' commentary. Like hey, hey. Hey, hey, Mike. Yeah, Mike, hold on a second, Mike. Hold on a second, Mike. You'll get your chance, but I'm a little bit surprised. I mean, TikTok is basically for the kids, right? I only went on to see what's going on. I'm not on TikTok as a regular user. I, my sons aren't allowed on it as well. I just went for peace of mind, Greg, to see what's happening. That's all. And it's the same old brainwashed BS in regards to President Trump. And the sad part is 
the point I'm trying to make is the sad part is people are gullible and they believe what these people are saying. That's all. I don't go on TikTok. I'm just going to see what's going on on there. You know what I mean? To get a peace of mind about that things like this still go on. And, you know, with Ashley Babbitt and, you know, it's all she it's it's just horrible. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't go away. I know you didn't. uh, I, I took two seconds away from you. You got all upset. Now, listen, let me ask you something. How long are you on TikTok, and what the hell is it? Because I'm not on it. It's well. First of all, it's a based. China is the one that came out with. The I know TikTok. about that. What What's the user experience like? Uh, the user experience is just the when I was on it. It's just all bashing the right, and it's all the left saying that they are the ones that are superior. And Trump is the enemy, and he's. I know, but is know, it like videos or stuff like that? I mean, that sounds like yeah, CNN. You, you could. You you could you could post a video like a thirty second or a fifteen second or a three minute video and then people chime in on what your you know the video and give their opinions about what you're talking about. All right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now the governors are coming and saying you can't have TikTok on your phone. That's not exactly a profile in courage. You're not supposed to have silly apps on your government phone anyway. Uh, Look, it's one of the ways they're trying to destroy our country. Hey, last thing. You said your 13, your kid is on the phone, uh, the TikTok. What does he say about it or she? He goes on there just for like this. They do goofy stuff on there, like kid stuff. But the problem with that is then they loop in. You could like loop into one thing. You could just cut it up and what, and, you know, and all of a sudden something else will just pop, pop on and they'll see like things like, you know, cross dressers and all that. It's like a real, I don't know. It's like a, it's horrible, to tell you the truth. Maybe you know, I should of... go Amish, you know, like the Amish. Seriously, maybe those people are onto something. Maybe just cut yourself off from the entire world. I'm like, preserve your traditions. Everything is, uh, thanks, Mike, everything seems to be in jeopardy right now. The Amish. I know they're a little weird and they overdo it, but uh, I don't know. I mean, how do you, this thing is so addictive. It's so seductive. Productive, and especially with young girls, especially with young girls, Instagram has really screwed with their heads. And they know it, by the way, and they don't care. Facebook, Instagram, they know it. They've got the data. They've got the – they know they're hurting people bad. Uh, but mm, rock on, rock on, huh? Um, hey, just remember this. And, again, I'm getting – people are giving me a hard time. And I welcome it, by the way, but – How can you say that about the FBI? And how can you say that about the Central Intelligence Agency? Just remember this when it comes to our intelligence community, okay? Um, For the most part, they're bad, incompetent people. These are the people who totally missed September 11, 2001. These are the people who said that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. These are the people who messed with the election in 2020. Absolutely. And they are a petty, vindictive bunch And they don't care about the country. They care about themselves, their silly little whatever they want, a parking spot closer to the building. Here's Senator Chuck Schumer in a rare moment of candor speaking about what motivates these people. Chuck Schumer, this is January of 2017. Donald Trump is not yet president. He's the president-elect. Cut 21. He's taking these... Shot this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. Wow. 
they are going to get back at you if you take them on. Well, they have problems. What? And I was elected, uh, uh, President Trump, uh, elected, elected to fix those problems. What happens if you try to say, hey, you got problems here? What happens? Cut 21 one more time, Chuck. He's taking these shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. Six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. I mean, aren't they supposed to report, just produce what they know about the world, right? Analysis? No, 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 no. They're so crafty, so sinister. Hey, you know what would have been nice, Chuck Schumer? Instead of trying to get Donald Trump, and you seem gleeful at the prospect, even in 2017, you know? He ran for president. He was infinitely more successful than you will ever be in politics. But your ego, I guess, couldn't take it. You could have helped the guy instead of trying to trip him up. You could have helped the guy. You knew him all the way back from Avenue Z in Brooklyn. And you chose you chose to hurt the country. Not only him, you hurt the country. And now our whole damn country and culture is falling apart. Chuck Schumer says Joe Biden should be reelected. Joe freaking Biden. 64%, by the way, of independents say that Joe should not run for president again because he's not mentally capable. Did you see my show last night? I played those clips of his uh, crazy speech. Uh, uh, listen to this. It's a range of anger, sleepiness. Just This is Friday night. When a president talks like this, I think, I think you call the uh, Surgeon General of the United States and say, recommend a good psychiatrist for the president. We need one immediately. Cut 29, please. Uncle Frank, she was not feeling very well now, not because of the battle of it. And he won the Purple Heart. And he never received it. He never, he never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? We'll surprise him. So he got him the Purple Heart. Come in in 10 days, two weeks. More people have died from suicide. Suicide, suicide than any other cause. I went to present it to him, too, and he said, I don't want it. I don't want it. He died. He died. I've been in and out, not as uh, obviously combatant, but in and out of Afghanistan, Iraq, and his areas 38, 39 times. As not as president, only twice as president. Nothing else to prove. Nothing else to prove. Because why should the burden be on the victim to demonstrate the problems they've suffered since then? Wow. What a pep talk, huh? They died. They died. They died. Suicide! They committed suicide! And then they died. And my uncle. So the stories he told about his uncle, all bogus. Uh, The other stories he was telling that night. Totally got everything wrong and backwards. And then has that just that weird tendency to get angry and yell right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of his ethnic jokes, by the way. <laughs> Cut 28, please. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter. So, you know, I got an old Italian in me now. You know? What does that mean, please? Does anybody know? Can I see it one more time? Uh, one more time on that. What? I got to get it again, please. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. 
I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so, you know, I got a little Italian in me now. You know? I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I never knew that the Irish had a rep- What is he saying? What does that mean? Weird, gibberish, crazy. This is not normal, yet Trump is being investigated like crazy. Trump, Trump is the threat to democracy, huh? Uh, all right, what's my status here? Hey, ooh, my book just arrived in the mail. It exists in, ooh, I have not yet seen my book in, uh, you know, I've not held it as a book. I've only held it as a Word document, you know, 300 pages loose leaf. It finally arrived in book format. My wife just sent me a picture of a bunch of books in a box. There it is. It's available right now. Um, you got to go to Amazon. And look, a couple of things in here. I make the case that uh, Barack Obama is responsible for the race war that's happening right now in America. He did it. Uh, number two, that America is on its way to fascism. I support the cops totally. And this is a book in defense of cops. But you can go too far, just like they're doing with the, this January 6th nonsense. Putting those cops up there, Michael Fanon, Gunnell, and trying to make it, if you have questions about how the Capitol Hill cops behaved on January 6th, and somehow you're undermining law enforcement. No, you're not. You're asking questions that need to be asked. There has to be some accountability. There has to be accountability. Um, and also how the Democrats almost on cue every election year will pick something. This time in 20, it was George Floyd. What will it be next? In 2014, it was Michael Brown. And inflame it and lie about it so that they can achieve political power. Um, the name of the book is Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. And uh, you can get it at your independent bookstore, of course, and you can get it on Amazon and any place where you get the book, where you get your books. Oh, there will be an audio version of it as well. So uh, many thanks. And Bill O'Reilly, he gave me some pointers. Uh, they were great. That was great advice. Uh, two weeks out, there will be a major, major blitz. And hopefully you'll be seeing this book everywhere you go. It comes out the same day Harry comes out with his book. Uh, so the Greg Kelly book is called Justice for All. How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. And many thanks to my publisher, Simon & Schuster. This is a big deal, folks. Big moment in my uh, in my life, actually. I can't wait to see the book. My wife will be here in a little bit, maybe with the baby. Uh, give me a moment, please. Many thanks. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, you know who else has a book? Uh, Fanone, Ganell, all those January 6th crybabies. I write that in the book, by the way. I write a, a lot about January 6th. Talk about Ashley Babbitt, the horrible crime that happened to her, the phoniness of this hearing, how the uh, the Capitol Police, you know, I'm sorry, but you don't give gold medals out to the day on the for the day they killed an unarmed woman. Gold medals. 
only in Washington, D.C., right? Bizarro world, totally backwards and strange. Um, let's try Bob in Westchester. Hi, Bob. Yeah, hello. This the future mayor? Thinking about it. Okay. Uh, retired from the 7-7. Ooh, the dirty 7-7. Seven, seven. Isn't that what they call that place? Yeah, it was pretty tough. Uh, uh, let me ask you a question. There, there wasn't much uh, play on this, but a few days ago, <laughs> it seems that the head of the SEC failed to make some entries in his daily uh, catalog, I guess, of people who he meets with. And he met with George Soros, uh, Hillary Clinton, and Nancy Pelosi. And I understand, uh, you know, the, maybe the connection with Nancy because she's she's in Congress. But what goes on with the other two? Why would the SEC be meeting with those two people? The SEC or the FEC? The, the Security Exchange Commission. Yeah. Why would they be meeting with George Soros and, <clears throat> pardon me, and Hillary Clinton? Well, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I think it might have something to do with the globalist conspiracy to take over the world. I mean, let, let's. I mean, no, something's going on, and it's very weird. I must say, I've not seen anything about this uh, meeting, although it would not surprise me one bit. Where did you see it? Yeah. Um, I heard it on the radio, and I believe it was on a crawl on TV, and it didn't get any coverage at all. It just said that he hid his calendar on days that he met with those three people. Let me see here. Former FTX CEO uh, Sam Bankman-Fried has become a brand-name donor. Anyone else besides? No, I don't see it there. I don't see it there. I will look into it. Uh, That would be very strange and very bad. Uh, but I guess it would be surprising, but not shocking. You know what I mean? Oh, I or, do know what you yeah. mean. Bob, Good luck, future mayor. <laughs> working on it. Hey, Bob, real quick, tell us about your uh, toughest arrest. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, really, I had it very, very easy. Um, I didn't run into anything too difficult. I was just a normal uh, patrol officer. All right, tell us about I the one time you must have had the – you must have been, you know, you, something something bad must have happened one no, time where you got scared. No, no, but I tell you, I was I was having dinner at a, a Jewish restaurant uh, on Eastern Parkway, and some little old Jewish lady came up to me, and she pinched my cheek, and she said, what is a nice little Jewish boy like you doing on the police department? <laughs> she thought I was Jewish, which I'm not. <laughs> It's it's a cute story. I don't know if we're going to put that in police files. Hey, Bob, thank you very much, and keep in touch. I'll check that out about Soros, and I'll be back. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, I'm not a... uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and uh, all these worries about globalism, globalists, what they would do. Uh, not too long ago, I would have scoffed at that, but um, <laughs> I don't know. We have a president of the United States who insists that people surge the border and insists that America doesn't really do anything meaningful to stop it. Um, we have a deep state, and by that I mean the FBI, the intelligence community, uh, the Democrats uh, controlling Congress, um, and also some Republicans, too. 
sabotaged a democratically elected president, Donald Trump, in the last election that, quite frankly, we know. We know who won. We know 2016. 2020? I'm not so sure. The pandemic started in a country, China. It started there either on purpose or just criminally negligent. Has China been held to account? Any accountability whatsoever? You know, um, remember what Trump said about China. It was China's fault. And just remember that. He was so emphatic. And they're going to pay a big price. And Joe Biden has been strangely mum on the issue. All he does is brag about how much time he spent with President Xi. I travel with him 758 million miles more than any other world leader, the president of China. Who the hell cares? You know why he does that? He's bragging for clients. You want to do business in China? Go see Hunter. That's one of the reasons why he's hugging and kissing Hunter. And oh, by the way, I can be pretty tough on Hunter. Hunter is something of a victim in all of this. I never realized that until Rudy Giuliani told me. I mean, you don't send your drug-addicted son unsupervised all over the world, um, for starters, representing him. Hunter has no skill. He has no nothing to bring to the table other than his association with, uh, with Joe Biden, his son. Hunter was used by Joe, and Joe... Yeah, he used Hunter. And look at what became of Hunter. And by the way, Bo seemed like a pretty good guy. I have no beef with Bo, the late Bo Biden. But if if Joe Biden lies about his son one more time, I'm really going to lose it. <laughs> he, he says that Bo Biden got the um, got brain cancer somehow by being around burn pits in Iraq. Number one, Bo Biden was a lawyer in the military and wasn't, we don't know exactly how close he was to these burn pits, but I mean, enough with that. Joe Biden himself had brain cancer twice in the 1980s. So maybe there's something genetic there, right? I, I, he talks about that. He just, well, look, he's a congenital liar. That's what he is. That's what we've got. Why do they defend him so much? Why? I really would love to know. There's some people out there I know, some people I have I used to work with in the media, especially when I was at New York One. A lot of them work at CNN now. One of them is actually the, the director of politics at CNN. I should reach out to him and see, like, you really, what is your motivation here? What What is this all about? I heard him on tape once saying, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop is out there, and, of course, we're not going to report it. I guess they... It was one of those Project Veritas deals. Why not report it? Why not? It's a good story, if nothing else. I mean, shouldn't you just be motivated by what's interesting, what's not? And again, I think I should point this out because I can be pretty tough on people, but maybe not tough enough. No, I'll, I'll wait on that one. Hey, did you see what I did on the Newsmax show last night as the January 6th committee met for the final time? The January 6th committee. And they took the oath. I mean, and then they took the vote, the vote. About criminal referral to the Justice Department. Do you remember this dramatic moment? Cut 24. The question is on the motion to favorably report to the House. Those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, no. In the opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. Mr. Chairman, I request a recorded vote. A recorded vote is requested. The clerk will call the roll.
Ms. Cheney? Aye. Ms. Cheney? Aye. Ms. Lofgren? Aye. Stop. Ms. Lofgren? Aye. Why do they have to break it down like that? We heard nobody said no. <laughs> they all agreed. A recorded, I'd like to poll the jury. Nobody said no. It was unanimous. It adds to the drama. And they're all about looking important. Very, very important. And they come in and they all, these big doors open up and in comes the committee. Now, I know you're not going to be able to see this, but I want you to try to close your eyes if you're not driving and imagine a great, big, beautiful hearing room that's about 100 years old, beautiful furniture and huge doors. And in comes the committee and the doors open slowly and in comes Benny Thompson and uh, Liz Cheney and the rest of them in single file. And they're very, very serious. I put it to music last night on the Newsmax show. Cut 22. Name that tune. I love this theme. And it goes on like that. Hogan's Heroes, of course, which I did not like as a show. It was I was too young to understand it, and I, I thought it was going to be a military show about. Uh, and it turned out to be a bunch of jokes I could not understand. Um, but from what I'm told, it was a pretty good show. Great theme song. If you ever want to uh, make light of something, all right. And I used to do that as a kid, by the way. You know when you would get really scared of stuff, and I would think of happy songs from television. I'm serious. One of the songs, if I ever had a bad dream or I was scared, I would think of the theme from The Odd Couple. How can there be murder and mayhem when The Odd Couple? You know, it's just such a happy song. And that's what that's what Hogan's Heroes does for me a little bit now. But there, boy, oh, boy. One person, by the way, in the fake news, and they just said the quiet part out loud, okay, about why we had two years of... January 6th hearings without, by the way, mentioning a word about Ashley Babbitt. And in the few minutes, I'm going to be joined once again by Aaron Babbitt, the widower. He was married to Ashley. Um, you know, the swamp, they like to pretend she doesn't exist. The media pretend that she doesn't exist. Um, we're going to pretend that an unarmed woman was shot and killed by police on Capitol I'm not going to pretend that. I'm going to, whatever it takes, someday, some way, somehow, there will be justice for Ashley, but we'll be joined by Aaron Babbitt in uh, in a few minutes. Uh, cut 24, please. The question is on the motion to favorably report to the House. Those in favor. Oh, stop that. I stop that. We I did that already. We did that already. I thought that was something else. Uh, try this one. Cut. Oh, yeah. Cut 25. This is where they say, why did we have all that stuff? Why did we have all those hearings? Well, this is the reason. Cut 25. This committee has really shown how to conduct a successful congressional investigation, clearly having an effect on the 2022 midterms, clearly having an effect on Donald Trump's approval ratings right now. Get it? They wanted to impact. They had to stretch it out all the way to the 2022 midterms and try to hurt Trump. And it, it, quite frankly, as a strategy, it pretty much worked. It pretty much they pretty much got away with it, didn't they? Uh, by the way, these uh, silly criminal referrals, they're going to try to get Trump on uh, obstruction of a government proceeding, even though he was three miles away and telling everybody to march peacefully. Cut 27. 
Okay, this is a historic day on Capitol Hill. Well, it's definitely a historic moment when you have a congressional committee recommending a former U.S. president for criminal prosecution. Congratulations to an incredible effort, especially by the chairman. Uh, congratulations. No, shame on you, Benny Thompson and uh, what's her name again? Liz Cheney. Shame on you both. And shame on Liz Cheney's father, too, Dick. Him in that stupid cowboy hat in Wyoming, yelling at the camera, saying, vote for my daughter or else. Shame on all of you people. This thing was un-American from beginning to end. How can you tell the elected people's representatives, and that's the way the House works, you know what I mean? you got a, you got a Democrat wing, you got a Republican wing, and they told that Kevin McCarthy that he could not select the people he wanted on that, on that committee. Nancy Pelosi chose Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. That was our representation. Two, by the way, outgoing members of Congress. One lost in a primary. The other, even though Adam sucked up the Democrats left and right, the Democrats redistrict or gerrymandered or whatever, uh, Illinois, and he's without a seat anymore. So he goes home. So you have one party presenting one vision, one view of what happened the other side, you could call it the defense, you could call it the, the opposition, whatever, never got to present their side, which is how it works in America. Everybody gets uh, a defense lawyer, right? Every <laughs> No, it was just so appalling that, no, we could not hear from the other side no matter what. No, it doesn't work that way. No cross-examination of witnesses. Witnesses were put on the stand based on, believe it or not, based on what they look like. Not what they saw, not what they knew, based on, in Cassidy Hutchinson's case, that she was tall and slim and had a nice tan. Based on uh, uh, Kino Ganell, that he was Hispanic, that he served in the Iraq War. Uh, Michael Fanone, Michael Fanone, he looked like a redneck. And they thought it would be difficult for Republicans to criticize these people. They don't know who the hell they're dealing with. Number one, I'm not a Republican. Number two, been there, done that. Caroline Edwards. How can anybody say anything about a beautiful blonde police officer who, shut up, she shouldn't be whining about having to work a, I should have asked Bob. And Bob, by the way, was being very modest about his uh, past in the police department. There's no way you're working in the 7-7. And the most uh, dynamic thing that ever happened to you was you got a pinch on the cheek at a restaurant. I don't, I'm not buying that, uh. Uh, let's see. Real quick, let's do uh, Ed. Ed in Staten Island. Hello. Hey, Greg. This guy, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, mm. he's, a, he's a sharp guy. And um, he led the prosecution against the former governor of Virginia, Bob McDonald. Yeah, that case was a that case is a fraud case. You know that, right? It Bob was overturned Mc- by the Supreme Court. Yes, yes. He also went after Ted Stevens, but Eric Holder was forced to dismiss the case because... Uh, the prosecution withheld evidence from uh, Stevens' defense attorneys. Yes, yes, indeed. That was another bogus conviction. These guys are overzealous. Tell me and more. Then, and then he went after uh, John Edwards, and he put forth a sloppy case. It was a bid to miss. This way he can say, hey, I'm not partisan. But meanwhile, he really is. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, look, they're supposed to keep in mind what things look like, right? You you pick a independent counsel who's like, on paper, neutral. And you mentioned all those things. I'll mention this. His wife does documentaries about Michelle Obama. And 
has given money to the Obamas. That means that means you get rid of. Okay, that means on to the next candidate. By the way, there should not be a prosecutor. The FBI, come to think of it, they're the ones who initiated the search. They initiated the search of President Trump's home. They initiated it. I keep on thinking. You guys keep thinking, telling me, well, you know, they're just following orders. No, they're not. They initiated this crap. You can look at the uh, what do you call it? The, the 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 application for the warrant. Anyway, Jack, I mean, uh, Ed, you know this from the newspaper, or do you know the guy, or what? No, just from what I read. Yeah. No, it's out there. you got to look for a little while. Do me a favor. Look at my Twitter right now. I put yeah, up something. I did. I posted something in reply. What would you say? Oh, I don't remember what Are I you being a wise guy? No, no, not at all. I'm all a right. big fan of yours. This is Jack Smith, the weird guy they found to investigate Trump for the 10,000th time. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I definitely believe this guy is part of some globalist cabal to take over the world. He's in the Netherlands right now looking into Mar-a-Lago. Total joke. This guy, Jack Smith, by the way, he wears purple pajamas to work. Uh, that's the uniform of the Hague. Uh, he's, he's just the strangest image and this is very, very bad. And what the hell is he still doing in the Netherlands? You get a job like this, you take the first flight back. The whole thing is um, – anyway, uh, good point, Ed. I appreciate it very, very much, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Right now, Biden administration lawyers are working feverishly to make sure that Title 42 indeed does go away. Uh, tomorrow, they've got until 5 o'clock today to submit the paperwork, I guess, to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court issued a, what do they call it, a provisional stay so that uh, Title 42 will remain in effect. Title 42 is this policy, and you got to imagine, I mean, how bad is it? All these people are getting in, something like 15,000, no, wait, uh, how many is it again? Uh, how many are coming in a month? It's going to go up to 50000 a month. So it's about 25000 right now are coming in illegally a month with Title 42. We can turn them back right away. 25000 are still getting in. If we get rid of that, it's going to go up to 50000 That's the best estimate for the um, from the border people down there. And uh, that's kind of crazy. We're not going to be able to maintain America. We just won't be able to do it. This it will crumble. It will collapse. You know, Donald Trump last week when he came out with that very effective, very serious, uh, very timely position on free speech, calling attention to what the hell. You know, everyone said, oh, God, he was just talking about baseball cards. Be quiet. All right. Attention span. Two minutes later, he came out with a major address on freedom of speech, First Amendment issues. And the fake news ignores it, pretends it did not happen. It was timely. It was substantive. Some great ideas and very practical. I think doable, very doable. Um, And one of the things he wants to do, and the swamp doesn't like this, if you work for the federal government and you have access to, um, like, vast collections of people's information, if you work at the NSA, if you work at the FBI, the CIA, You can't work for these data companies, these Internet companies like Twitter, for at least five years. And about 17 people right now who had senior jobs at the FBI, um, well, they worked at Twitter up until Elon Musk took over. 
hey, one of the reasons we can tell that Twitter and the FBI were up to no good is that Elvis Chan, the special agent, did I play any sound from this guy? Have you heard him? Have you really gotten your hands around this guy, Elvis Chan, the special agent in charge of the San Francisco office who was working uh, hand in glove with Twitter to keep real Americans with real opinions off the site. He would pretend that it was all Russia disinformation or foreign influence when it wasn't. And it wasn't just him. They had about they had scores of agents on the Foreign Intelligence Task Force, which was basically a glory, glorious, uh, high-sounding name for domestic censorship. It really happened. It really happened in America. Well, if the Republicans do come in, a couple of things. The FBI will be um, eliminated. We'll have to come up with something new, something better. Certainly get rid of that name, the FBI, and take it the hell out of Washington, D.C. All right. You know, how can you not be corrupted if you're down there for too long? Give me a moment. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is me. All right. We are back. Uh, Ewick Adams, we haven't heard talked about him in a while. Uh, he's uh, bragging and shagging and uh, rhyming. Uh, he had the most disastrous year, I think, imaginable for any mayor. Uh, however, it's been concealed. It's been covered up by the fake news because they're intimidated by Eric. Very early on, Eric, um, very shrewdly, but in the most racist way. Yes, you can be shrewd and play the race card, um, but also be a dishonest and very bad person and a horrible mayor. He shamed everybody. You know, he looked out and he said, I don't see enough black reporters. Nobody looks like me. And uh, that really got to them. I mean, not got to them, made them angry and, and, you know, they wrote nasty stories. No, it got to them like they backed off. Oh, I guess we're not in a position to judge Eric Adams. So one of the reasons why he runs around with these ridiculous, you know, this arrogance and this posse and just as he fails everywhere he goes is he's a party animal and he's not being held accountable by anybody. Cut nine. I'm, I am surprised that people will ask about free training to improve our skills. This is what people should do. People should constantly improve the skills to deal with challenging time. Leaderships of today, all corporations would tell you, all major industries would tell you that we need to invest in our people. Stop. And emotional intelligence. What does he know about corporate America anyway, by the way? What does he know about anything? Wait a second. Is he, he's, about, uh, he's about to talk about emotional intelligence. This is his pet thing. Because somebody, I guess, told him that he's got emotional intelligence. All right, keep going, please. There are 54. No, 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 not that one. The Eric Adams one. I'm, I am surprised that people will ask about free training right. to improve our skills. This is what people should do. People should constantly improve the skills to deal with challenging time. Leaderships of today, all corporations would tell you, all major industries would tell you that we need to invest in our people. And emotional intelligence is the key signal of successful corporations. My team is not only getting training from Deloitte, we're getting training from all over the place. We send out monthly 
uh, books to read to improve our skills? How do we invest in our our manpower and women power. This is what we do to produce a better product. And so when you say my personality traits, I'm dyslexic, I'm imperfect, I've been arrested, I've been rejected, now I'm elected. I'm the mayor of the city of New York. That's my personality. Damn! Ouch! Ooh, yeah! I was arrested, I was rejected, then I was elected. Oh, yeah, right. Hey, isn't it interesting? Isn't that great, right? We have have senior leaders in City Hall uh, who are in charge of a... A $36 billion budget, a city of $8 million, and the accounting firm down the street is sending them management books. Here, you guys may want to think about this. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I, bought, I want more from the mayor of New York City. Are we ready? All right. Hey, listen, folks. You've heard about this January 6th stuff. It's driving me crazy. Two years. Two years and not one mention of Ashley Babbitt, the American military veteran, are you done? Okay. Well, that's why. He, okay. All right. Never mind. Um, Bill in New Jersey, let me go to you for a moment while I get this all straightened out. Hi. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good. Um, I just heard the news uh, on the break. $800 million federally funded to New York City and Mayor Adams by uh, brain-dead Biden um, to all the illegal aliens for housing for food, for recreation, for weed, for cartons of cigarettes, for anything they want to buy. Because America is just going to give them all the money they really need to stay home, smoke a joint, and watch Netflix. So, you know, where, when is this mayor going to wake up? The answer is probably never. When is their president going to wake up? Probably never. I am very aggravated that I am paying and supporting these people as you are, as all Americans are, and yet what can I do about it? Absolutely nothing. Well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, There are plenty of things you can do, and you also have to think about it this way. All right, while everybody else is sitting at home watching Netflix uh, and uh, getting high, uh, you can work your ass off, and there's more opportunity than ever before for somebody who uh, wants to work hard. I I do believe that. And maybe you're retired or whatever, but there's still opportunity because – you know, investing and that kind of thing. Uh, just more people than ever are checked out. I do believe this. I, yeah. I can feel it. I can see it. And mm-hmm. if you, if you don't, if, if you want to, if you want to work hard and you don't want to get high and enjoy the fruits of your labor, uh, you can still do that. I know the government's given us a hard time or whatever, but I'm not going to let them rain on my parade. I mean, I'm just not going to let them. I mean, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to be a victim. And neither are you, Bill. You know what I mean? Hey, Greg, can I add one more thing? Um, I'm a retired insurance guy. I have handled literally a 1,000 insurance claims for auto, commercial, I mean, across the board, everything, workers' comp. But in my auto experience, many, many, many illegal aliens that come here, they do not believe in car insurance. So what happens? Your uninsured motorist provision in New York and New Jersey go up. Because they have no insurance. So you're sitting at a red light with your family, and you're rear-ended by an uninsured vehicle. So you file suit. What do you end up getting? Zero from the wrongdoer, the tort freezer, and you have to go under your own insurance policy to protect your family. Yeah. This will double your premium. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's... 
I'm so mad already. Now I got to get mad about the car insurance situation, which is serious. It is serious. Hey, let me just ask you this. What was the ni- what was the best part of your job? You worked in insurance uh, for many years. What was the best part of it? Oh, he's gone. He just wanted to give us a piece of his mind and leave. I tried to cheer him up a little bit, but hey, I understand these are tough times. These are serious times. And with that, you heard me a moment ago talk about January 6th, and I am just personally uh, infuriated and mystified, really, that we could have two years of hearings and not talk about Ashley Babbitt, the military veteran, Air Force, Iraq War veteran, who was shot and killed on January 6th. She didn't harm anything, anyone. She didn't break anything, and she was unarmed. And we saw it on television. Uh, those of us who have sought it out, not everybody has. And uh, it was completely unjust, and it should be the biggest issue in the world, or one of them. We're joined by Aaron Babbitt, Ashley's husband. Once again, Aaron, we're so sorry for what happened. And uh, number one, hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Greg. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and your um, amazing audience. Um, It's just another day in Southern California, trying to wrap things up around here, hopefully uh, planning an exodus from this state that is quickly going to hell in a handbasket. Where are you planning on going next? Uh, back east. I don't want to pinpoint any any specific place just yet, but uh, definitely back east. I'm going to have to get my blood thickened up a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, it's colder, but uh, California uh, seems like it's another country right now, another world. And uh, Aaron, by the way, was a very skilled uh, technician in the United States Marine Corps. What'd you do? Avionics and helicopters? Uh, what was your What was your What was your job there? Uh, no, the Avi guys were a lot smarter than me. I was a uh, powertrains and rotors on the Hughes and Cobras, the new platforms the uh, Marine Corps had come out with back in the early 2000s. Well, it's a, that's kind of a very that's a very skilled position. They're very selective about who they uh, put in that spot. So obviously, very sharp Marine uh, Aaron Babbitt. So Aaron, look, I know you can't necessarily talk about the legal details of what's going on, but. Um, a lot of us are hoping that someday there will be a lawsuit against the federal government for what happened to your wife. It never should have happened. Anybody who looked at this, and I've shown it to law enforcement experts everywhere, nobody says that this is a justified shooting. The only people who do are the fake news, and that's about it. They won't even let the Capitol Hill cops talk about it. I guess the Justice Department, look, it was a bad shooting. I think you got a great case I know you can't go into the details, but is that in the works? Is something going to happen? Because I'm sorry, but you're owed owed a lot. Money won't make it better, but you're owed a lot of money. Uh, What can you say? Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely in the works. Um, Obviously, I've been quiet for a while. There's there's reasons for that. Um, I think a lot of people think I went away, but I've just been under the radar. So stay tuned. That's that's, that's pretty much what I can tell you. When I said... Over the last two years, I've never done fighting for my wife. I mean, that still stands today. I will not stop. All right. Now, I want to go down the road here. Let's say it's two years from now. Let's say it's six years from now. Let's say it's eight years from now. I don't know when our side is going to be back in uh, command at the White House. It's going to happen someday. I don't know when. Um, is there anything you would like to see done for Ashley? Now, number one. I believe that she was deprived of military benefits, even posthumously, which 
to me, day one, that's got to be addressed. Is there anything else, though, that that I should know about that we can start working on for the day where we can restore what we can restore? Yeah, well, obviously, any any potential you know lawsuit down the road is going to be first and foremost, and then after that, um, my attention is on the you know complete character assassination of Ashley as a, as a human being, um, and then I still have an empty uh, case sitting at my house that's engraved with her name on it that I will put a flag in there one day, and that will be presented to me by the United States Air Force. I promise you that. I love it. I love it, Aaron. And I, I just hearing what you said right now, I know that's going to happen as well. And, uh, hey, by the way, if there's any way, I'd love to be there that day. But listen, Aaron, uh, let me tell you, can you tell us a little bit about the video that um, not many people have seen, by the way, but it, it shows Ashley, uh, I think, very clearly trying to stop somebody who is breaking a window and. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And is there anything else in that video that you found that that's interesting? Yeah, at this point, I don't really want to get too much more into that video um, these days. But I, I can just say that um, Ashley wasn't a bad guy there. Um, she, she was not there breaking anything. Um, she was obviously at one point trying to get people to stop what they were doing. Um, it's we can go back to the January 6th committee and the fact that they, they never brought up Ash's name and they never talked about Ashley, but I believe it was the acting attorney general that you had on the show last night. You brought up a really good point that the main thing that the January 6th committee is not looking into is the complete, complete security failures of that day by the Capitol Police and by everybody else involved with, uh, you know, having to be involved in that situation. And I think what happened in that hallway uh, was you know a very small part that Ashley got to witness herself. It seems like the Capitol Police. I mean, in addition to, I mean, they shot her, but in every other way, they let her down and a lot of other people down. You and me, Americans, all over the place. How in the hell could they not have prevented people from entering that Capitol? They tried to secure it with bicycle racks, and you and I have both seen the uh, the video of cops just standing there. One cop even waving people into the Capitol. And there's been zero accountability. And the way America works now, ooh, you can only be if you, you know, I don't know what it is, but they try to intimidate people from asking questions. Well, they are messing with the wrong Marines <laughs> in that regard. Uh, Aaron Babbitt, again, uh, uh, we're brother Marines, if you will. So, all right, Aaron, is there anything we can do? I know people want to do stuff. Uh, maybe there isn't for now. Is there anything that we can do, those of us who, you know, are just, beside ourselves and brokenhearted about this uh, horrible injustice. You're, you're all doing it, and you still are after, you know, we're going on two years, and Ashley's name is is still trending on Twitter all weekend. And uh, I brought that up to you a couple times before, and I think you, 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 you take it a different way than what I'm saying it because I love it. I love it. I don't care if it's negative or if it's positive. The, the, the people that have put up negative messages are the ones complaining that she's trending, but they're too stupid to not hashtag or put her name in a tweet. So that puts... You know, it keeps Ashley's name above the surface, and that's all I've ever asked for. And I hear the people calling into your radio show, and I hear the people, I hear you talking about it on the Newsmax show, and I love everybody for it, and we are winning. We're winning this battle. I, it makes sense. Now, I get it, Aaron. I really do. And, uh, well, let's keep it up. Uh, you know, you got my contact. Anything, anytime that uh, I or anybody else can help the cause, 
We appreciate it. Aaron Babbitt, everybody, who's coming back home to the East Coast, getting out of that crazy California. I'm glad to hear that. Aaron Babbitt, thanks for being with us. All right, Greg. Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas, indeed. Merry Christmas to everybody. And, hey, give me a moment. I'll be right back. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, did you hear about this building in Lower Manhattan, 161 Maiden Lane, that is leaning? It's leaning. It's crooked. The whole building is crooked. It's leaning, and people are noticing it. Now, nobody lives there yet. It's 60 stories, and they're still building it. But it looks like they stopped building it because the damn thing is leaning. You can actually see it. There's a video. The thing is now it's not in danger of toppling over, I hope. It's been leaning for a couple of years, but now just people are just now noticing it and uh, tweeting about it. And, uh, yeah, Seaport Residences, uh, 161 Main Lane, and I'm seeing the damn thing, and it looks like that leaning tower of pizza. Pizza, whatever. Uh, all right. Almost got to leave and go across the street for the Newsmax show, so we'll check on uh, what happened to the cab driver. He's gone. Harry in the Bronx. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I had these guys on hold for a long time. Uh, Carmela in Bayside, yes. Hi, Greg. How are you? Terrific. Hi. So, um, I I remember you talking about TikTok, and if you have it, if you are um, clicking onto something from Twitter, and um, I was cleaning up my laptop last night, and TikTok was on it. I've never downloaded TikTok, but apparently, clicking onto those. Uh, things in Twitter, when you see uh, stories or pictures, whatever, videos, uh, it gives you TikTok. Really? Shoot, then I must have it. You, you have to go into your settings and your privacy. And Oh, I don't know how to do, do that. I don't want I, 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 I don't. I, I didn't I, know how to do it either. I, did it, I came across it by accident. I got to go to the Apple store and get the guy to do it for me. And by the way, have you noticed, those guys are getting very surly. And you got to wait. You got to make an appointment, and it's a great big pain in the neck. I'm serious. Like the, I'm just finding myself more and more cut off. The technology is not working for me anymore. Um, no, you could do it. Mm, all right. You could do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, good. All right. So that's a tip. Uh, wait. How do you? Uh, what do I do again? Go into your pri- uh, private. Uh, but I know, but what 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 am I doing to get rid of TikTok? It's in there, even if I don't have it. Yeah, you're gonna see it. You're gonna see all the cookies that you have from all the sites mm, you go on that you don't realize you have set. Like the, the New York Blood Center had 70 cookies. That takes up a lot of space on your laptop. That's I know. How I, I know. Every time it says well, you could do it. You could right. do it. I got to get my brother. No, I got to get my brother to do it. I got to get my brother. He's better at that stuff, and he'll help me. I all right, Carmela, I thank you very much. Uh, let's do uh, Tony in Clifton, yes. Hello, my friend. You guys said so much, so I'm going to just give you one word from Scripture, and it's for the January 6th committee, and then I'll say adieu. It says in Colossians, for he who does wrong, they're going to be judged by God, and he will not do it impartially. So God has his hands on that committee, and their days are numbered, Greg. Uh, like days numbered how? Meaning God is is going to judge each of them. So we are, we're going to leave it in, in his hands. I understand. You know, he sees everything and uh, he can straighten everything out. And this world is uh, is a fallen world. It's supposed to be corrupt. It's kind of like it's it, 
right? I mean, we can't got to kind of sometimes remember that, actually. It's supposed to well, be actually, fouled up. What? Well, actually, things sometimes happen so he could show us what he could do, and I'm going to look at it that way. For President Trump, for Mayor Giuliani, I'm looking for great things and for that committee to be sunk. That's what I'm looking for, and he's going to do it to show us who he is. I think people need a reminder of that. Okay. Yeah, that's a great point. That is a great point. I love it. Thank you. Let's do uh, – oh, Barbara there. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Greg. You were talking earlier about President Biden's speech and about his angry outbursts and so forth. Well, I'm surprised no one has been talking about this, but outbursts of anger are a common sign of dementia. And they're often triggered by confusion and anxiety, by things like not being able to find the right word when you're speaking or maybe not being able to know which way you walk to get off of the stage. Yep. Yep. It's a problem. It's It's a problem. It is is a common, you know, when I see it, that's what it says to me, that it's dementia. And there are treatments for that and there are medications for that. And one of the main main treatments is to keep people who have that problem out of stressful situations. <laughs> and that's what his family should be doing. Yeah, keeping them out of the presidency. Uh, Barbara, so brilliant as always. Thank you. Hey, Mike, I got to – there's the music, but say something real quick. Have you ever seen the mayor at a press conference where we answered questions? Uh, kind of. Hi, not really, right? Well, the question. All right, you get back to us on that one. I'm sorry about that. There's the music. I'll see you tonight at Newsmax. Ooh, I'll be uh, I'll be talking about my book and holding it up in book form. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.